You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. I'm so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Kate. Kate, welcome to becomingme.tv. Thanks, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. And y'all, before we push record, I literally just told Kate, I've been counting down the days until her (laughs) book arrives in my mailbox. Kate just released her book. This is your first book, correct? Yes. Yes, girl. It is. Yes. I'm so excited. And you're just doing all the fun things right now. You are a joy and so much energy to be around. (laughs) And um, before we just dive into your story, how about I ask you the hardest question? I mean, who is Kate, if someone doesn't know oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, who am I? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I'll give the fun answer first, and then I'll give you like the you know, the bio answer, the what I do kind of thing. But I am a girl who loves Jesus, sunshine. I live in Southern California, I love Disneyland, all things girly and French. I love lip syncing, especially to Celine Dion. I love love, I'm a romantic at heart, and I'm 31 and a single woman. So, oh, also on I'm three and I am an entrepreneur, obviously, because <laughs> yes, to transition that into what I do, I am a dating coach. I run this dating podcast that's now turned into a dating ministry called The Heart of Dating and get to help thousands of men and women navigate this weird, interesting, sometimes awkward world of dating as a Christian. And it's so much fun. Also, I am single and I get it. And um, I have had so many different dating experiences. So for better or worse, I get, I really get the dating scene. Like I, I know y'all ghosting online dating, getting your heart broken, uh, people catfishing you. I mean, everything you name it. I've probably been through it. Okay. (laughs) And so I just love getting to walk through that with other people. And now I'm an author. So yes, I am launching my first book. Thank you for rejecting me. Transform pain into purpose and learn to fight for yourself. And I can't wait. It is so surreal. It is. I can't even believe I'm talking about this now. (laughs) It's so crazy. I can. I mean, I started listening to your podcast a long time ago and it's been an encouragement to me. So y'all need to go subscribe, push pause on Kate's story, go subscribe to the podcast, order the book, all the things. Um, But you are such an encouragement. And that's one of the things I love about you. You're literally in the trenches with us. And so you know (laughs) what's going on. You're not someone who's been there, done that, and then speaking retroactively. Right. Yep. That's it, girl. Question. What's your favorite Celine Dion song? 
Oh, okay. Well, first of all, how can you really choose? But I did choose. Okay. My favorite, favorite song. I have one. I'll give my top two. It is The Power of Love a hundred percent. That is my favorite song. And when I saw her in Vegas before she closed out the Vegas show, it was the first song she played. And I freaked out. I mean, I have a video on my phone that I recently rewatched. I was, I was hyperventilating. I was like, this is my favorite song. It's starting at the concert. Like it was a lot. Um, that is a side of me that not many people get to see. And I, it was amazing. My second favorite song is a Christmas type of song, but it's the prayer where she does a duet with Andrea Bocelli. And I totally sing that song pretending like I know Italian, like I'm ah, da, 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 da. I like literally sing it like I know the Italian. It's embarrassing, but also so much fun. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's so fun. Well, yeah. you know, we, we've talked about you have an incredible story and your story is really what has birthed what you're doing now. So I would mm. love for you to take some time and just unpack Kate's journey. Like what has made you who you are today? Man, I am so excited to share. Ah, okay. So uh, I grew up in, on the East coast of the United States and um, grew up in a home where I love my parents. They're amazing, lovely people, but they didn't have the best marriage. It was pretty tumultuous. And so when you live in an environment where your parents are always fighting or where there's a lack of love, especially when you see that in your familial dynamic, it starts sending internal dialogue messages to you. And my message was, what can I do to help fix this? Like, what is wrong with me that this is happening? Even though there wasn't anything wrong with me, but that's the messages I picked up as a child. And so sometimes you form or you start forming these tendencies. For me, the tendency I formed was, okay, in order to make this better, for there to be peace, in order to be seen and to be loved, I need to perform and I need validation. And so I became this performer. I was the top of my class. I was the first chair flautist. I did all these things. And then on the side of that, I also tried every sport imaginable, which is honestly so funny at this point. But anyway, on the side of that, I also grew a tendency to need and want validation from men. And so I was the quote unquote, classic boy, crazy kind of girl, like fell in love with guys in 10, when I was 10 years old, like quote unquote love. Right. Um, and then moving into high school, when I was allowed to date, started dating all the time. And when I was 16, I moved to a new school, became the new girl. And that year, my life, my dating life was popping girl. I had like 16 boyfriends. I was like, and then next and next and next. And it was just like flying through them. And I went from that into a five-year relationship after that long five-year relationship. A lot of it was long distance. I dated another guy that ended. And then I dated yet another guy for two and a half years. And that relationship ended up being unfortunately, incredibly hard and toxic and abusive, abusive in every way. It started emotionally and mentally abusive, and then it became more sexually and physically abusive. And, um, I became stuck in the abuse, abuse cycle, <clears throat> excuse me. I became stuck in the abuse cycle for about two and a half years. And so I was on this merry-go-round of gaslighting and questioning myself. And I had put so much of my identity into performing and into relationships. And when you're with somebody who's that toxic, especially a narcissist, it is this never-ending cycle. You want validation from them. You want to feel loved and to feel seen. That's all I ever wanted. Remember my childhood issues, but he was never going to really give that to me. Or if he did, it was temporary. And it was a tactic of control, manipulation to love bomb me, to give me what I wanted so that there could be another, there could be tension building up to another, some sort of attack, whether emotional, physical, sexual. And so 
this went on for a very long time. And in that process, I lost myself entirely, um, hated myself, was so insecure, still pretending on the outside, working my amazing fashion career in New York and strutting into the office with my cute outfits and lipstick and pretending that I hadn't been fighting the night before with this abuser until like 4 a.m. Um, and days that I was abused, I came in with makeup caked on everywhere and just was like, plaster that smile on my face. I got it. Um, and after that relationship ended, I found myself in the lowest place in my life. And I didn't even tell people what was really going on in the very end. Uh, I had lost so many friends. I had lied to so many people. And um, it was in that time that I realized like, I can't do this anymore. I need help. I need to figure out who Kate is because the hard reality for me was that I had dated for 10 years back to back pretty much and never was single. So I had no idea who I was outside of a relationship. I had no idea what God created me to be as a unique woman. And so this is super hard, but I decided like I needed to take ownership of this and go on my own healing journey that the pain that happened to me wasn't fair, but my healing process is my responsibility and nobody can do that except for me. And so I took time off dating off of men. I went to spiritual transformation, healing and inner healing and therapy, lots of it. <laughs> and, and even got rid of friendships that are, were male friendships because I just needed to focus on reclaiming who I was outside of performance and outside of men. Um, so bring me to modern day. It's where I was led to eventually start the podcast because I, my realized my whole journey had been through fighting to find myself and looking for love in all the wrong places as we, as one might say, but also realizing that I was, I had all these codependent tendencies and things that like, I just didn't learn about in the church, to be honest. And when I went on the journey for myself and then wanted to, to date in a new way, I looked for all these resources to try to help me on the journey in dating new. And there wasn't that many resources. Like, I mean, God bless the pastors out there, but there are not that many books, not that many sermons. And yet singles are now getting married later and later in life. And so this was hard for me. I was like, but I need more. Like I need help. This is really hard, everyone. And so that's leading to me to hear where I am today and yet still single, still navigating it, um, still going through heartbreak, still having trauma and triggers and things that come up. But today with a, a bigger sense of self-awareness and more tools to be able to fight against all those things that do come up while dating. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, thank you for walking us through your journey. And I love that you just stepped in and said, okay, I'll create the resource that I've been looking for. And yes. it's kind of like that quote people talk about, like, be the person you needed when you were younger. And you yes. just are stepping in and you're becoming that resource for yourself mm -hmm. and for other people, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me a little bit about your book, what inspired the book, the journey of writing the book. I mean, I've had the privilege of being on the launch team, so I've watched a lot of the videos, and um, so I know a lot of this story. I would love for Becoming Mute.tv to hear it. Yeah. So what I realized at first, when I put, when it was put on my heart to start a book or write a book, I was like, oh, it's going to be a dating book. It's just going to be like a dating memoir or a dating 101 kind of book. And when I pressed into that, I, God was super clear to me on one day when I was processing this and he was like, no, it's going to be about rejection. And what is so funny is that I had kept feeling that rejection was something I was passionate about for years. Um, but it was never something that I was like excited to write about or step into talking about. But when I started doing coaching one-on-one -on -one with men and women, I would realize that in our coaching 
we would so often have to deal with people's fear of rejection because at the root of it, there was some sort of, I don't love myself, AKA I'm rejecting myself. I don't believe I'm interesting enough, pretty enough, um, worthy enough. And we need to adjust that self-rejection. That's a self-rejection. Or they had like fears of relationships with the opposite sex because they've had trauma of rejection in their past, whether it's betrayal, whether it's abandonment, whether it is just putting too much of themselves into relationships like I did. And so so much of this comes back to your fear of rejection and your own, the own ways you're rejecting yourself. And I was like, man, we can't go into like how to get a date until we really talk about addressing some of these core issues and healing from the things of our past, the rejections and the traumas of our past, and then addressing the ones that are happening still today via the ones that we're telling ourselves, you know, the reason you don't go put yourself out there with a guy is because you're like, he's not going to be interested in me, or I'm not going to be pretty enough. I'm not interesting enough. Or what happens if he does, if I do put myself out there and re he rejects me, what does that mean about me? Does that mean that God doesn't have someone in my life? You know, if those are the things we're thinking and believing, they'll be end up becoming our truth. And we need to address those because that putting yourself out there doesn't have to mean and getting rejected doesn't have to mean that there's something wrong with you, honestly, at all. And so this book on rejection was a combination of me seeing a need for people to really heal from their own wounding, knowing that rejection, especially external rejection will always happen, but we just need better tools to fight for ourselves and heal through the things that have happened in our past so that it's not as scary to us when it happens. You know, um, we can choose to be powerful people knowing that rejection will still happen, but I don't have to be taken down by it anymore. Uh, not that I'm robotic, not that I don't feel sadness or pain or grief, but that it's not going to take me down and send me into a pit, believing all the lies I used to believe. And so this also on tandem with what I saw people needed was so much of my story. So the book is very much like a picture of 11 different kinds of rejections that I've gone through in my life, not just heartbreak. This isn't just a dating book. There's so many different things we talk about in this book. And um, if, even if you're not single, this will actually still apply to your life. A hundred percent. It really will. Cause think about it. You get rejected by friends, by jobs. You could feel rejected even by your husband and feel like he's not emotionally interested in you anymore. So there's a lot that we can address um, and that this book addresses. And so I'm so excited. So that's what it's about, girl. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you know, I will have the links for people, but where can they go to buy your book? Yes. Thank you for rejecting me.com or really anywhere books are sold. Amazon is always a really helpful place to get it because you know, those reviews on Amazon matter. So if y'all get it and want to write a review, that means a lot. And I'm going to unashamedly say that yes. hey, I'm with you. So are you a coffee drinker? First, let me start there. Yes, girl. I am. I finished it or else I would show you. I have lots of other drinks next to me, but yes, I am a coffee drinker. How do you drink your coffee? I, okay. I have a bougie coffee routine. Okay. Must admit, but it's my favorite part of the day. I put on my ear pods. I listen or AirPods. I call them ear pods, but they're really AirPods, whatever. Um, I listen to like a devotional every morning. Um, and I do my coffee routine and it is a 20 minute thing, usually 10, 20 minutes. And it's, I use a Chemex and I grind my own beans. I like, I do the fancy coffee, like, um, the fancy water, um, on the stove. And then I like, you know, I circle it around and I create my little Chemex pour over brew and I love it. I drink it black though. Yes. 
Yes, that's okay. You sound like my friend Anastasia. That's exactly how she makes it <laughs> every single day. And it looks so good. So if you were up in the morning, you make your special coffee and you mm. invited someone over to join you and they have a cup of coffee too. What would you say to encourage them on their own becoming journey? Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I love that question. Um, I would just, first of all, I think it would be <clears throat> this thing that I've been speaking to myself that I think the book encapsulates as well is that you don't have to be anything more or anything less. You just have to be exactly who you are, who you are. And so it's nothing more, nothing less, just as you are. And when I'm going into situations where I fear rejection, or if I'm doing a public speaking thing or whatever it is, I always speak or on a date. Okay. Um, I speak to myself, the nothing more, nothing less, just as you are, because it also taps into the two biggest lies we believe, which is I'm either too much or not enough. And so I have to adjust. I either have to be less, I have to be less expressive. I have to be less extroverted, or, um, I have to, I'm, I'm not enough. So I have to be louder. I have to be more interesting. If I'm introverted, I have to make sure that people know I'm there. And you don't, you literally, the way that God has uniquely designed you is something that was perfect and established to be just that, you know, and we don't, I don't, there's a lot of fingers and toes and different body parts and we need all parts of it. We are this unique, beautiful mosaic. And the more we believe that for ourselves, that the right person is going to be interested in us and love the things that God uniquely created about us. I actually really believe this. The more we love the things that make us us, the more we are attracting people that love those things as well. And so if, but if you are constantly telling yourself, you're not pretty, you're not this, you're not that, then you will attract people that actually reinforce those things about you especially in dating. So just that's been a huge thing for me. Really? Who am I? Like, what do I have to offer the world? What do I have to offer a relationship? How can I own the things about me that are beautiful? My expressiveness, my girliness, my love for Disney, my hating for camping. I'm just kidding, but not really. I don't like camping and just own. Yeah. Okay. You know, whatever, but not no judgment to people who do. It's just not my thing. Okay. But I've like tried to mold myself to be like, Oh, well you want that. I want to be your wife. So like I could do camping. No girl, I just can't. I'm not down with it. <laughs> it's terrible to pretend like that. Um, so just nothing more, nothing less, just as you are. That's all you have to be. That's what I would say. <laughs> I love that. That's powerful. And it sounds so easy, but it's really not. And it starts with what yeah. you shared in your story, like loving yourself and who you are. Mm -hmm. And then you're this healthy person to step into a relationship, whether it's yeah. dating, friendship, whatever the case may be. So one of my favorite things I've learned from you is what you call drop the hanky. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yes. So it. for anyone who's not sure, like what in the heck did Emily just say? What is drop the hanky? <laughs> okay. Well, drop the hanky. I didn't originally coin it though. I do claim it as part of what I say and share and encourage people to do now, but it's technically an old Victorian term where women back in the day didn't have a lot of say of who they would get matched to. Um, and we see a lot of this now with different like Pride and Prejudice, Bridgerton. There's so many different things out there that are like, oh yeah, women didn't have a lot of say for 
who they were going to be married to. It was like all this political thing and all the men, the men had all the control and the high society people. So they would see a guy at a ball across the room and they would have the sneaky thing of like making eye contact, then dropping their handkerchief. He would come running over as a gentleman and be like, oh, my, madame, you dropped your handkerchief. She did that on purpose. Obviously it was not an accident, but now she gets to be in conversation with him. It's an open door. So in modern day, what does drop the hanky mean? It is a woman, it, a guy can do this too. I believe it goes both ways, but I especially encourage women to drop the hanky, meaning show a guy interest. You don't have to ask him out. Okay. Nobody get their panties in a tizzy. We don't need to, you don't need to be like, Hey, let's go to coffee. You can, Hey, all the more power to you. What I'm saying though, is show them that you're curious, uh, just because you and a guy make eye contact does not mean he actually knows you exist. I think a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, he looked at me. Oh my gosh, he looked at me again. Oh my gosh, he totally, he's totally thinking about me. And I'm like, y'all, like half the time or more than half the time, he doesn't even know that he looked at you. Like he maybe, but like the better thing to do is actually get in his vicinity talk to him, say something, drop the hanky digitally because of COVID slide into the DMS. I am totally about it. Y'all like a few photos, slide into those DMS, compliment them on something about themselves and don't make it weird. Don't say like, Hey, I think we could be a great match or like, Hey, I want you to be my husband. Wow. Heck no. Um, let's not do that but just show them you're curious, give them an open door. Guys love it. Like, it, and it, even if they're not interested in taking you out, you just complimented them and that's great. And you proved to yourself that you could do something bold and courageous. So awesome. And what do you have to lose? You never know if you don't just try to get, you know, guys are also just as fearful of rejection, <laughs> if not sometimes more so. Um, I think women are like, well, they shouldn't fear it. They should just man up. I'm like, no, y'all, they are human beings. They are fearful of rejection and they're allowed to be, and that's okay. So throw a guy a bone. He'll be really grateful that you do. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I so agree. And I love what you said about the self-confidence in dropping the hanky. Like at first, before I dropped my first hanky, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then it gets easier. You get more confident. And I love your whole concept of your book. Um, thank you for rejecting me. Cause just because someone doesn't message you back or say yes, or ask you to coffee doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. And exactly. That you engage the more confident you get. Yes. So if someone was watching and they were like, okay, Kate, I saw this really attractive guy on Instagram. Like I hear you say, drop the hanky. And I've never done this before. How would you recommend they go about doing their first? Uh, drop the hanky? Okay, great. So first of all, first of all, level set your expectations. That's number one. Know that if you're doing this, he may not respond. Right. And check in with yourself. How would that make you feel? Because I think that we put too much expectation on it. We're like, okay, God, I'm going to do this. But then like he has to respond or like he I'm stepping out. So therefore it has to be blessed. Like, no, it doesn't like, <laughs> like cannot the win be that you just did it. Um, and release the expectation. You just, you practice the muscle. That's what we're trying to do here. We need to just practice the muscle and get out there more. So what you do is level set your expectation. You see a cute guy. Also ask yourself, why am I attracted to this person? Is it just because they're the hot Christian guy? Or do I actually think that they're interesting in some way? I see that with a lot of girls. Like they're all going after the same guys. And I'm like, everyone, let's have a breather um, and actually come to Jesus. Like, do you actually like this person? Or do you just think they're the cute Christian? guy, you know, like seriously ask yourself, why are you into this person or why? And is it more than just the physical looks? Like, what is it about them? Okay. So then once you've done that, now you're going to drop the hanky you're on their profile. 
I would like a handful of photos, three, don't serial like, just maybe two or three, um, maybe like respond to one of their Insta stories. And then what you do is then you DM them, okay? And you're like, hey, and pay attention to something on their feed. Maybe they traveled somewhere unique. Maybe they had a great caption being vulnerable. Maybe there's something you guys have in common and you can bring that up. Or maybe you can like joke at him or tease him in some way, you know, figure out what it is, a point of connection and share that over DM. Hey, I just wanted to reach out. And my tactic is usually some sort of vulnerability thing. Cause I love when a man is vulnerable. So for me, I'd be like, Hey, I saw your profile and I just wanted to step out and say, I loved your vulnerability in this one post. And I know that it's hard to be publicly vulnerable. And especially as a guy, when there's a culture of masculinity that says, you know, guys, that's weak. And so I just wanted to call that out in you and say, I think that's really incredible. And I'm, I find you to be really interesting and I'd love to talk to you more. Literally girl, that is it. I love it. <laughs> And then they're like, worst case scenario, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so touched by that. Thank you so much. And you know, it goes, that's it. They never say, Hey, I want to get to know you as well. They're just like, cool. That, that meant a lot to me. Thank you. Then great. I'm glad it meant a lot to them. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And I just think how you're building confidence into people to just work that muscle is so inspiring. And y'all, if this is interesting to you, there is a whole drop the hanky program that you can be a part of. Yes, well. there is, girl. You want to tell people a little bit about that? Yes. So we have this drop the hanky program, which I created on a whim in COVID, but now has been so much fun to keep doing. Uh, basically we have Christian men submit videos to be a part of this. And it's like a personality video that's vulnerable for the guys. Guys never take photos or videos of themselves. So I wanted the guys to do something vulnerable and that is very vulnerable for them. And so, um, so they are creating this video and we go through them, obviously, and they basically share a bit about themselves. Women can sign up to then drop the hanky on the guys, which happens through Instagram. And so the reason why it's great, in my opinion, is that it's, you know, you get to see more of them than just the static images that you see on a dating app. You get to see a video. Um, you also get their Instagram handle. So you can do a little Insta stockings if you shall please. And, um, and then you get to practice being bold and reaching out to them and dropping the hanky while releasing expectations. Uh, you know, and, and also you can understand for the most part that these guys are on there because they're Christian guys that are willing to date. You know, I will we can't vouch for every guy in the platform because I don't personally know all of them. Um, but we do have them like, you know, fill out all these agreements and make sure they know the terms, but you know, that you can at least know versus going on a dating app that these guys are there because they want to meet a woman in a Christian way and date her. Right. So there's like a few things that make it really fun. And I love seeing women being able to practice dropping the hanky. What I often see is that they get rejected if they get rejected because they not every guy can date all these girls. Uh you know, that it brings up things for them. And so that's great because I think facing your fears of rejection is so important, hence my book. But I think we need to do that because it will continue to happen over and over. I have definitely dropped hankies that have not been picked up. I mean, I did last month, a guy, okay, this is just, a, I've never shared this, but here we go. Some guy wanted to actually join our drop the hanky program. And then we were chatting. I never really do this because I, anyway, I do sometimes, but he was interesting and we had a mutual friend in common. And I basically was like, Hey, so before you um, join our program, feel free to drop the hanky on me. <laughs> yes, this is awesome. And you know what? He was like, wow, 
guess what? He never did. But you know what? Like, girl, at least we'd get put it out there. And honestly, I'm not offended. I don't care at all. But I was like, I'll put it out there. And if he doesn't want to date me and just wants to be in the program, awesome. By the way, for everyone listening, I want to clarify, I never do that with the drop the hanky guys. This was like the one time I've ever done that. I just don't want ladies to think that like, I'm trying to take all the guys first. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that makes perfect sense. And y'all, I actually am a part of this program. So I personally do vouch for it. It is amazing. It's helped me practice <laughs> dropping the hanky lot, build up confidence and work through rejection as Kate was talking through. Um, yes. So if you haven't subscribed to her podcast, go subscribe. Kate, where else can people find you online? So on Instagram at Kateness, which is K-A-I-T-N-E-S-S. And then also uh, Heart of Dating. You can find our podcast on iTunes, go to heartofdating.com. I also highly encourage you guys, if you want some more community with singles, we have a great Facebook group. There's also guys in the Facebook group and you know, there's connections that happen. Also there's feisty, awesome conversations. So if you want some, like, if you want to deal some dating, you know, stuff in there, deal with it, then come to our group on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash heart of dating. We have over 5,000 people in that group. So talking all the time, it's so much fun. <laughs> That's Awesome. I love it. Y'all, we will have all the links. Um, and there's so many fun events like podcasts, the book, everything. So make Yay. sure you go follow Kate, buy her book, write the review on Amazon. And Kate, thank you so much for sharing your story. I so appreciate it. Thanks, Emily, for doing this. And this is so on. I'm so honored and just love connecting with you. <laughs> Girl, the honor is mine. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.